All right. Well, good morning. Uh, Pastor Josh here with you this morning. We are doing a, um, if you guys have been around for a while, we used to do this podcast called Morning After, and we would just kind of recap the service from the previous day. And uh, Pastor Jim, yesterday, if you were in church, you know we hit on some pretty deep topics. The room was pretty quiet for most of the, uh, <laughs> the day. And so Pastor said, uh, even though his sermon was 45 minutes long, he, uh, <laughs> he still wanted to come in and record a podcast. Uh, slight just talking slight about, dig. You may have noticed there was a slight dig. Just talking about uh, some of the topics that we brought up yesterday and um, maybe even give some more examples and, and help us kind of get um, to educate ourselves for some important things that are coming up here. So I'm here, Pastor Josh. I'm here with Pastor Jim this morning. And Melanie McKay. Good morning. Yes. Hey, yeah, we, your voice we thought, gee, great. wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if actually a woman talked about this issue because all the men have been talking? <laughs> no, Dad. Let's let's be honest. We we were ready to go with Pastor Carl and Carl. We were. Yeah. Carl said, oh, that's funny. "Hey, maybe a maybe a woman should be on the podcast." Yeah. And I said, "You know what? That's a great idea. We should <laughs> so probably what, what do that." What woman would be the right woman then? Right? Yes. Well, that I'm wasn't going to say what we want them to say, but but what you know? We, so <laughs> sure. you're a you're a mother. Yes. And you are a grandmother. <laughs> yeah. And you have daughters. Yeah. And you have a granddaughter. So I, I think you yes. speak from a, a depth <laughs> of, of relationship. But also, you've been in ministry how many years now, you and Pastor Jason? Oh, geez. Um, over eight, 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Wow, yeah. And during that time, you've been involved in a lot of young lives. You mm -hmm. were youth pastors, and, and now you're in our discipleship ministry, Freedom Center Ministry Academy. And uh, so, again, you're intimately involved in, by now, hundreds and hundreds yeah. of, of young lives, male and female, obviously. You've been there. You have a story of your own. Yeah. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But I just just for those that are nerds, I, I wanted to, to kind of back up and say, what are we doing here? What we're talking about today is we're talking about something that's on the ballot November 8th that will be voted on called Prop 3. Prop 3 basically is an amendment to the state constitution that serves to undo all previous uh, abortion law. It will supersede it. It will be the law that constitutes all other laws that come out of it. Uh, expressed yesterday, I have some pretty large concerns about it because of the vague wording, <clears throat> because of the, the, the differences of opinion with legal minds, those who say it doesn't do this, it simply does that, and others say, no, it does that, not this. It can be very confusing. So after a lot of research, I listened to the entire uh, you know, Dobbs case argument before the Supreme Court twice read the transcript. I've got probably 10 hours of research legally into this, plus I've educated myself in other areas. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I'm not unaware. And what is going on in our state right now is, in my opinion, a gross overreach of a handful of people that, that have purposefully, willfully left language vague. That's very dangerous because laws left vague, <clears throat> I'm very emotional, laws that are left vague, allow a lot of room for legal interpretation. But this law, being an amendment to our Constitution, undoes all other laws concerning these issues. So it's, it's worded in such a way as to make you believe it's reproductive freedom for all. So it says there would be no law concerning you know, contraception. Well, there is no law concerning contraception. There's no law during, about prenatal care. Well, there is no law about prenatal care. There's no regulation against vitamins and so forth. There's that there will be no law that shall be established concerning uh, miscarriage. There, there is no law concerning miscarriage. So what is Prop 3? Prop 3 is a law about abortion. That's what it is. There's some other things that some have contended. It goes farther because it, it, it gets rid of all their laws concerning sterilization. Obviously, a sex change operation and uh, reassignments and things of that nature require sterilization. So there's some thought. 
it may overlap those things because it it does specifically mention that this will supersede all other laws concerning sterilization. But obviously what they're not talking about is getting a vasectomy. There's no law against getting a vasectomy other than the age of the person. A 14-year-old cannot say I'd like to get a vasectomy without parental consent. That's another thing that is a big issue is that there's no mentioning of parental consent in this amendment. So if it supersedes all other laws and other laws concern themselves with partial birth abortion, parental consent, then conceivably a 13-year-old girl with a 21-year-old boyfriend can become pregnant. The 21-year-old can transport the 13-year-old to the abortion clinic and the child can get an abortion without parental consent and no laws have been broken. That is a deep concern to me as a part of this community. And um, that is the nerd part of our podcast. But beyond that, Melanie, you're a mother. You have two wonderful daughters who have uh, given you every gray hair that you will ever have. <laughs> and uh, we were led in worship by one yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that, that line that she sang, the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said, you are mine. I, I guess every time she does that because yeah. we know her story. And uh, what she's been through to get here. Tell us, tell us about your your oldest daughter and discovering that joyous moment when you discovered that you were pregnant. Yeah. Well, little did we know that she was going to be me reincarnated. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I've apologized to my mother. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> but she is amazing. She is. Uh, I would say she's my best friend. Right on. So. But when I got pregnant with her, I was not married yeah. to my husband. Uh, he was 18 and I was 20. And how long had he been in ministry when you became pregnant with yeah. this child? Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, but he was a believer yeah. and I was un newly saved. Yeah. Didn't really understand what that meant. But even before that, I've always had this um, like the thought of abortion was never even mm. in like, it just wasn't something I would ever do. Right. And I don't know if it was the way my parents raised me or if it was just something that was instilled in me from birth. Right. So that thought was never. So when I got pregnant, it was just like, Oh, we're having a baby. Oh no. Right. Why well, have to tell my mom and my now, dad. <laughs> what, what about Jason? Was Jason the same way or was he, he was, ex he was like, great. Like he, there was no, he wasn't upset. He was, very happy and i'm like you know we're you're 18 <laughs> i think part your of, mom's gonna I kill think me part of that was he knew that he had you at that point like yeah you, you can't get away now you are stuck with me now. right yeah right more than one way to ink the deal i yeah. guess yeah <laughs> yeah so um right so you're you're 18 years old yeah well he was 18 i was 20 and, and you were 14 because you're younger yeah, than yeah, okay, that's right yeah, yeah you're 20 and uh, Pastor Carl used a, a great phrase I thought yesterday: "Unwanted pregnancy." I don't know that Incon that's a pregnancy. But he talked about an yeah, yeah. pregnancy of inconvenience. It, it certainly was not the right time. It was not the time you chose. Right. It was. I mean, we would have liked to do it the the correct way. Yes. You know, according to you know yeah. what the Lord would want for us, but. He takes everything and makes it beautiful, right? right? So. So you exercised your rights mm -hmm. to to procreate but you also took on your responsibility yes. for what was procreated now Absolutely, that that's yeah. uh again back to prop three that's I, I want the right to do certain things without the responsibility that comes with those right. actions and I, and I this is not to say and if you disagree with me you're a bad person you're wrong I hope people would know us better than that right but but it's, it's interesting that I, I can't take um I can't say I have the right um, to have multiple girlfriends but I want the responsibility of being married I have to choose a right 
or I have to choose a responsibility. I, I can't right. I can't choose both. And I think that's something that you guys courageously said, you know, instead of just let's just let's just make an abortion an event. After the event, my life goes back to normal. You, you've been a, a part of a lot of people's mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. Some have decided to keep children. A lot of the kids in the youth group I know um, were products of rape. Yeah. Incest, even in, in one case I'm aware of. <clears throat> Prostitution mm -hmm. would be another one. Tell us about their lives. Yeah, I know um, specifically talking to them and asking them questions, um, you would ask them, you know, how, how do you feel about that? And 100% they would all say, I'm glad I'm here. Like, I'm yeah. glad that my mom decided to um, have me, give me up for adoption. I have a f family. Yeah. You know, they none of them have ever said, oh, I wish that she would have ended this. I right. wish I wasn't here. Or even... Even in the hardest situations where my mom was a prostitute or my mom got raped and then I got was given up for adoption, even even that and that thought, like, yet there was some counseling. You have to go through that, like, wh yeah. why wasn't I wanted? But they know yeah. that they're loved, yeah. and and they know now. A hundred percent of them would say, "I know who my father is." You know, I know who I am, who I belong right. to and what my purpose is. And they've, and it's funny, I was thinking about one of them the other day and just the lives that she's touched, the missions trips that she's went on and the yeah. people that she's ministered to and the girls that now come to her yeah. looking for um, answers. And yeah. she's, if she wasn't here, who would, who would have that perfect person have been for that student? I was, I was surprised yesterday at the end of the service, people are waiting to talk and I go, here we go. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm ready for, I, this is a passionate issue. I don't mind when people disagree with me. I don't mind when people disagree with me passionately. That's that's part of right. what I do and who right. who we are here. We, we are a place that can ask questions, have doubts and concerns. Um, but I was surprised that yesterday the, the majority of people told me a story about their life. I've known them for some of them decades. I didn't know about their life. That um, one of the men that came up to me, a, a guy put his name in for deacon every year. And he says, no, thank you, every year. <laughs> um, but he, he and his twin brother... Uh, were the product of an affair between their 16-year-old mother and a 23-year-old father who was cheating on his wife. And, of course, the thing was, we got uh, my marriage is at stake. There's, there's a baby or two. I, like, let's cover this up. The mother said no, kept the children. They were adopted by a loving family, and today they're, they're yeah. leaders in their church, they're leaders in their community. And you just go, man, I'm just, it just takes such courage, you know what I mean, yeah. to, to, to say after you've invoked a right to take responsibility for that now you've had the other thing too where, where, where people have said no I, I choose to have the event yes called an abortion so that after the event it's almost like my life will go back to a pre-abortion mm -hmm. experience tell us about I've had that. friends um years ago in high school um more recently more recently like 15 years ago but you know mm -hmm. when you get older like yeah, 15 years seems like yeah a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> but just like family members dealing with that and a hundred percent of them as well. When you talk to them after having ha after having chosen to have a kid, they say, "Wow, I didn't realize I didn't realize how much I love this child." And yeah. then they have this remorse and this guilt of of that abortion, and now they're going through counseling because of that. And just the, yeah. you know, I would just reassure them like the Lord still loves you. Yeah. It, it was right. it was something you know, you can't change it. Yeah. But yeah. you can forgive yourself and you can, you know, yeah, be, you know, be but, OK and get the counseling that you need. But the fact that it it wasn't an event. Right. People, I think, no, they think that they're going to just forget about things. it. It's done and over with. And it might be for five or 10 years until you have a child. Yeah. 
But the moment that actually becomes a reality, all those feelings, I mean, that's how the enemy works, right? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We give him a stick, and then we're marvel that he, he beats us with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, the, the 90s kid in, in the room right now, um, would you say, because I was born in 1990, you, you were pregnant with your first kid in, what, what year? in 1994. Mm-hmm. Was abortion as readily available in the 90s as it is now? Do you feel like it's more of an option that's talked about now in 2022 as, than it was in 1990? I, is it the same? I think that it's... Um, I think that it's popular now. If, I mean, if I'm allowed to use that quote-unquote word, it's, words, it's the trendy. Stigma, the it's stigma almost trendy. Is gone, yeah. And on top of the stigma being gone, yeah. it's a it's it was available then. I, I had friends who were doing it. Sure. Um, but it wasn't like um, almost looked down on now. Like now, where it's if you don't do that, if you don't, it's almost like a celebration of your rights. Yes. Now. Yes, and it's yeah. like you know you don't have to do that. Sure. Yeah. And it's okay to be responsible for those choices. I think that's the biggest thing for me is the responsibility. Every There's a consequence to everything we do, right? Yep. Whether it's good or bad. Right. So just be responsible in those choices. If you're choosing to sleep with someone, whether it's good or bad, there there is a possibility you're going to get pregnant, and then what are you going to do? As well as a lot yeah. of other things. Right, sure. well. right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yesterday we were talking about, if you didn't hear this, the message, I'd encourage you to go listen to it, but we as a congregation went through uh, the scenario of we had a child that we loved, mm-hmm. and uh, what would we want that child's life to look like? How yeah. many, you know, how many sexual partners would we want them to have? And, and um, how many affairs would we want them to endure? And how many abortions would we want them to have? And we, we decided, I think universally, perhaps not, but I, from where I was standing looking out at, at the congregation, no one's like, I want my child's heart broken eight times. You know, I, I want them to be, sure. you know, mm-hmm. passed around the football team like a joint at Woodstock. Like, right. like nobody, nobody wanted that for their kid. And yet we marvel that God says, I want the same thing mm-hmm. for you. And you can't infringe on my rights. We say, it's, what is right is, is what is right. Our, our rights should lean towards what's right. Yeah. And in this situation, same thing, the wreckage, the, almost like it's an unforgivable sin. And it isn't because God can't forgive it because people say, I can't forgive myself. Mm -hmm. I can't look at my child and know that they they would have had a sibling if I would have had the courage, you know, or the support. And I coming back to the church, I think the church's key role is not to be pro-birth. It it is to be pro-life, to help people, to provide environments where people can be loved and understood Mm -hmm. and helped, you know, because it it is scary. Being a parent in, in a happy marriage. You know, with with a covenant relationship, man. It's still hard. Right. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and just in my experience, like we had one that was very planned, right? Yeah. And then we found out we were pregnant again and we had a 10-month-old baby at home. Yeah. And it's like, that's scary and hard because it's like, well, I barely feel like I'm surviving right now, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, um, but back to that right and responsibility, like I had the right, yeah. but now I have the responsibility mm-hmm. of this child and she's one of the greatest thing that's ever happened oh, to yeah. us yeah. She, she yeah lights up my world yep. yeah yeah and i think that's too and you say well every child is a blessing every minute of the day it's like well that's not true no, we know that not but, even close but of, of all the of all the children you know which one would you like to execute today to make your life easier like no one would say right yeah you know that they're they're precious children are a gift from the lord right you know? now i think there's a good transition here uh like we've been saying you have two daughters yeah i don't think they could be any more different than, oh than they gosh, are yeah. um like i look at them and i'm like you guys look similar but if you didn't i would think you have different parents because mm-hmm. you are just <laughs> t- totally polar opposites mm-hmm. um i'd love to work through 
the story of of Kelly because that's yeah. that's a pretty incredible story. And just just a, a little teaser: you were scheduled for an abortion for an abortive act with Kelly because of. Yeah, they said that um, my blood work was showing that um, I wasn't as far as long as I should have been, mm-hmm. and I was going. I was in the beginning part of a miscarriage, yeah. and they wanted me to come in for a DNC um, because it was um, right. better for my health, I suppose, to yeah. let it do it that way than naturally or whatever. I was young. I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. So um, it, when we found that news out, we called pastor and dina right away because we're like this is what's happening can you pray i don't know we don't know what to do and your guys' suggestion to us because it was on a friday was wait out the weekend pray on it and then ask for a um, ultrasound on monday before you go through with it just to you know let's pray let's be sure and um, i'm glad we did because she's 24 so (laughs) you know we um as we were praying I, i was really scared but then I just got this peace that came over me and I was just like whatever you have Lord whether you're going to take her home or you're going to give her to me you know like I was okay I was at peace with it and we went in for that um ultrasound on that Monday morning and the doctors reassuring us like you know I'm really sorry this I see this all the time your your levels are very low um you're supposed to be at 12 weeks it's showing 10 weeks um everything is showing that it's on the deep everything's declining like first trimester which is yeah he's trying to happens. to prepare me for sure. the worst yep so he starts the ultrasound and i d- we just hear him go hmm huh <laughs> like huh. he's confused huh hmm and he kind of smiles and he turns the screen towards us and he said your baby is very healthy and then you see these little eyes eyes blink blink and he's showing me the heart, and he's like, this is, I don't know how to explain this, but this is a miracle. And so yeah. if I would have just listened, <laughs> she wouldn't be here, you know? And so... there's um, There's been this video, sorry to cut you no, off, you're fine. but there's this video that's going around right now, uh, and Lauren and I have seen it, and it's just this uh, advertisement. It's like, this is what your baby looks like at 12 weeks, and it's just like this clump of cells, and it's not true. Like, no. yeah. what no, a baby no, no. looks like at 12 weeks, because we've had two babies ultrasounds at 12 weeks it's like a, f- a full yeah like you're saying they turn and they look and they have eyes and they move and, and they, they move and they like every body part that they need has already been created at at 12 weeks yeah. and it's just this crazy scary exciting miracle at 12 mm-hmm. weeks it's not this clump of cells no, that it's it's right. made out to be so sorry right continue. and it's this little person with a heart that's beating yes yep the heart is and you can be- see that's it. the part that's like it's going 200 yes. times a minute it's yeah. going crazy yeah yeah. And so the coolest part about that story, I mean, that's really cool. But the the coolest part, because people want to write it away like this was a doctor's mistake. This was sure. this. This was that. They want to explain it away. But my blood work through my entire pregnancy only showed 10 weeks. It never progressed <laughs> ever. And so they would always say, here comes lady with the weird blood. And they were, <laughs> which was kind of fun because so we were able to minister to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And, and even throughout my whole pregnancy, I would have scares. I would have, you know, like all the signs of a miscarriage, yeah, but sure. God protected her. And, you know, she's, I always say Kelly came back from the dead cause she did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no one can convince me otherwise. I think what we're all saying here is the same thing though. I, there's a, I, I feel so bad for people that are put in the position of my life or my child's life. Yeah. But, but I, I, you know what I mean? That thought of I get to live my dreams or my dreams die. 
if my child lives. I don't want to. I don't want to undersell that, right? Um, it is a difficult, difficult decision. But again, hearing you talk about your daughters, your granddaughter, hearing you talk about the kids you guys have ministered to through the years, hearing your story, you know, Josh, it, it's a um, when when we when we understand this is these are actually living people yeah. that God saw them even before they were conceived. Mm-hmm. He right. sees them now and is weaving them together in their mother's wombs. And that all that potential, I, I know that we can look at um, like a Nazi Germany and say, oh, you know, six million Jews. What would the world be like if those if those families would have stayed intact and those scientists would have done their work? And, yeah. you know, but I, those were born people. These are unborn people. But but all life has such great potential, you yeah. know, and God has a plan for every single one of them. And I, I just cannot help but but stop and say, what what would give us the right to, yeah. to tell somebody else they can? They can live or not. Sure. You know, just the miracle of being born alone is such a crazy, it's like a one in 30 trillion mm-hmm. uh, chance that you are even here on the planet. You wow. know, like just the birthing experience mm-hmm. and a whole, the fact that a sperm's got to go down a tube mm-hmm. and connect with an egg. <laughs> like you are a miracle if you are alive right now. Like the chances of winning the lottery are so much greater <laughs> than the chances of you actually becoming born and, yeah. and living. And yeah. it's just, something that needs to be celebrated as the miracle that it that it is. Um, I have a question for yeah. you. So Melanie did mention, she said they did the blood work. They're talking about a DNC. Yeah. You gave them the recommendation that, hey, get an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Look at that for the weekend. Go from there. Um, do you ever see scenarios or have thoughts of... Um, a DNC is okay. An abortion is 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 yeah. okay. <clears throat> so I th- I think here's two things into that. Yeah. One is somewhere depending on who you're listening to, ninety four to ninety seven percent of abortions are not in the case of incest, right. rape, life of the mother, yep. ectopic pregnancies. It is simply another level of birth control. Right. Often birth control has failed. Yeah. And then this is a second level of birth control: yep. the morning after pill, surgical procedures, DNCs, etc. So um, let, let's just Let's just split that up. So in other words, nine and a half people out of 10 people that are aborted are, are aborted for no greater reason than this isn't the right time. I've decided not to. Yeah. I, so, boy, this is this is where I'm glad you're here. because You can tell me if I'm wrong, Melanie. Yeah. A, a, a man okay. and a woman's right to choose intimacy precedes the woman's right to choose what to do with what's created by that intimacy. So we do have a choice before we have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. The abortion choice, the, the choice is well before the abortion choice that yep. can be made in such a way as to make sure we don't end up here. Mm-hmm. Right. The other the other situation is what happens with the the, the rape incest life of the mother. I, I'll give you a scenario and I'll, and I'll throw I'll throw a bone out to people that would have um, this objection and I'll and I'll and I'll, I'll make a lot of people mad at me. But here's the truth: twenty years ago, if my wife and I were pregnant. And three months into her pregnancy, she discovered she had cancer, a rapidly progressing cancer. And the only way to save her life was a treatment that would end the life of our child. Or mm-hmm. she would, she would, have, she would have, the, the chemo, for et cetera, would abort the child. Yeah. Or by the time the child was born, my, my wife's cancer would have progressed to the place where there would be no further treatment and she would die. This is what I believe. I don't want the state telling me what to do at that point. Yeah. I, I want to talk to God. Yep. I want to talk to Dina. Right. I want to talk to our pastors. And, and at that point, I want to be left the blank alone to make a decision. <laughs> right. So I just said yeah. out loud, I support a woman's right to choose under certain circumstances. Yeah. But but not birth control. Right. 
You know what right. I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's it's um, carelessness is not an excuse for right. abortion. Sure. And, and I know that well, it's the wrong time, and the average person and birth control failed. And I, I get that. Yep. But but again, we're exercising rights without taking responsibilities. Right. So incest rape. I, I did talk to to mom who was a victim of incest, and I mm-hmm. said, "What would you do if you'd become pregnant?" She said, "I would have had the child." Yeah. Which is shocking and wonderful. Yep. Yeah. You know, right. one more level of being a hero to me. Sure. I understand if a woman is raped, this, and and, and they bond with this child as mothers do. <clears throat> they have to look into the face that's half rapist for the rest of their life. That's a it's a tremendous act of grace, mm-hmm. tremendous yeah. act of courage. So I, I'm not I don't want to minimize this, but we're but again nine and a half times out of ten we're not talking about ectopic pregnancies and, sure. and life of the mother issues. We're sure. we're talking about a convenient act that. We believe is an event, and after that event, my life goes back to normal. Yeah. But my experience as a pastor is life does not go back to normal. It right. takes on a new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say the same thing about divorce. Well, after this, I used to be single, and I was married. The marriage failed. I got divorced. There's an event called divorce where I go back to my old life. But I, I just don't see that as yeah. the case. It's yeah. There's always something you carry with you into the future right. from the wounds of our past. So as a pastor, as a human being, as a, as a man, as a father— a grandfather, man, I, I just want people to make decisions that they can live with. Right. And yesterday we had Pastor Carl stand up and talk about an inconvenient pregnancy. And I look at his mom like she's a friggin' hero. Yeah. And, and his dad, like, like he's a friggin' hero. An interracial right. marriage, six years after it's become legal, living in a, in a condemned building, you know, with a kiddie pool that collects the rainwater from the ceiling. And they right. live in the basement. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they decided to to make a go of it, and they've made yeah. a go of it. And yeah. Carl's a pastor on staff with five kids. And, and all the lives he's touched. Yeah. Sure. Because, and yeah. the only man who could have tamed Faye Jones. Uh, you know what I mean? So I, I, I don't think he's tamed her. He hasn't tamed her, <laughs> but no, just the opposite is true. Yeah, she's yeah. investigated him. Right. So, yeah, I don't want to create a scenario where it's an ideal world because it's not. Sure. Right. But uh, I, I think we can make a lot better choices to make the world a better place and bring heaven to earth. Than, yeah. And that's than what us. I wanted to hit on, too, because it's – you know, even talking to the girls who ha- are products of um, rape or prostitution, it wasn't easy for them. And they yeah. they were adopted into families, and those are then they get to this age where they right. find out they're adopted. And yeah. it, I don't want it to sound like, oh, it was really easy. It wasn't. Right. But they yeah. would still say, I'm glad I'm here. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I think it's really easy for me to say be pro-life. When I had a great childhood growing right. up, I was in a, the perfect, not the perfect scenario, but a scenario yeah. of two loving parents, safe environment. So to say, hey, everybody should choose that when the reality is a lot of kids aren't growing up in the environment right. that yeah. I that I am. So I understand that maybe I'm not the best person to be speaking into into that kind of thing. Um, want to move along a little bit just because we're almost out of time. We, yeah. We're wanting to make sure that we don't go too long. But let's talk about the person that's listening to this right now and they're thinking about about getting an abortion. They're um, what what do you what would you say to that person? What would what would your advice be? I for would that say person? that in. in uh, Almost 40 years of public ministry, I never once met a person who decided not to get an abortion and regretted it. Yeah. And I would mm-hmm. also say that in my experience, to this date, I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not saying the first scenario doesn't exist. I'm yeah. saying of the tens of thousands of people that have told me their story and have been involved in their lives, not once has somebody said, you know, gee, I, I wish I, yeah. I would have, you know, sure. I, I regret that I had a child and gave it up for adoption or, you know what I mean? And the converse is true as well. I've never had anybody who had an abortion that wasn't, the reason we were talking about it was not because we were celebrating it, because they were struggling with it. Yeah. They, yeah. they could not get past what their younger self did that they wish they could get back in time and, and reverse. So that would be my, my thing is, man, if, if you're thinking about getting an abortion, before you do, don't go on the internet. 
talk talk to somebody who's had one talk to somebody who decided not to have one listen to their stories yeah and and if your experience is my experience they will tell you what i believe to be true mm-hmm. and that is we're we're not created to take life under any circumstance i realize the military the government has the right police officers have the right but it's an unnatural act even though a, a righteous kill in a military or a police situation they still have to go through a lifetime of counseling they'll relive that moment in their dreams for the rest of yeah. their life yeah. This is not a natural act. We are not created to take life. We're created to create life. Right. And there's just no getting around that. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you asked this question because I've just recently talked to a girl whose son turned one. And a year ago, she was asking, you know, a- sure. coming to me and saying, this is what happened. Um, she went out one night, met a stranger, mm-hmm. got pregnant. What am I going to do? I don't know this person and now I'm embarrassed and yeah. I, I said, do you have some decisions to make? I can't make them for you, but I can give you some advice. Yeah. I said, there's, you know, if, if you feel like you can't do this, there's always adoption. Yeah. And, um, she prayed on it and prayed on it. But the moment she felt that baby move, it didn't matter who the dad was. Yeah. And mm. she has this, you know, has a one year old. She's in love with him, you know? Yeah. 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 So I would say she's very happy. She didn't, you know, have an abortion. And her and the trajectory of her life changed because of that one night. But again And it hasn't been easy. Yes, it hasn't been say, easy. Yeah, it's yeah. not every nobody's saying that it, and it's gonna be great and yeah. everything's a Hallmark uh movie. It's not. It's yeah. There's there's horrific nights of colic. Yeah. There's there's right. a sense of aloneness. My life yes. has changed. Who's gonna date me now? I'm a single exactly, mom. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. But again it's funny you, you mentioned the right word. She's so in love. She's so in love. Love, yeah. love will lay its life down. Right for others and never think twice about it. So yeah, it's, and, it's she'll, and she'll say like, "I never, I can't believe I even had that thought." Yeah, yeah. looking at him, I can't believe I had that right. thought. Now you mentioned this um, previously, but you said as Christians, we can't just be um, pro 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 birth. We need to be pro life. Yeah. So, for the the single mom out there, the single dad out there yeah. with little kids, what are some resources? Some Christian readily available resources of things that are like. I, I need help. The, the colic baby where it's like, I, I have a, a wife that helps me with that and we do things together and I cannot imagine no. doing that by myself. There's a lot of times where I can't imagine doing it without grandparents and friends involved. Yeah. So to do it on your own, um, maybe just some resources, some things that, that well, you just can help people. Things. There's, there's a family. And, yeah. and let's say, let's say they, they have parents. They need to ask for help. They have grandparents. They need to ask for help. They, yeah. But I'd also say this. That if you don't, I, I know a place that does nothing but try to love God, love people, and love to serve. Yeah. You know, it's called Freedom Center Church. And I can say, well, that's a simple like No, seriously. I, we have a group that, that is specifically for and only for single mothers. Yeah. We, we have ministry leaders. We have uh, uh, allocated funds directly for that. We partner with other ministries here uh, yeah. in our community. So I can't afford a crib. We'll, we'll give you a crib. I can't afford a car seat. We'll get you a car seat. Yeah. I can't afford formula. When we when we couldn't find formula, I'm, I'm on a date with your mother, Pastor Josh. <laughs> she stops by Myers in Brighton. I'm like, what are we doing? I just got to see if they got something. She went in because we have, a, we have a family that has a baby that needs special formula that was hard to find during yeah. that season. And and I went, I walked out. You're allowed to have three containers each. So I, I got behind her, like two people behind her. So it didn't look like we were getting six containers, but we were buying it for people that needed it. Yeah. And that, that's, that is... That is the heart of this place. You will not be alone if you let us know that you are lonely yeah. and you will not be left without if you let us know the need. Yeah. Um, I know it's humbling, but but again, there's humbling and then there's regret. 
Yeah. I, I would rather have a humbling moment where I need to ask for friends. I need to ask for help. I need to ask for counsel than yeah. have the regret of selfishness. Right. Is that too, too hard to, to say? Yeah. You know, I would say too, just as an outsider looking in that, that single moms group, um, they do life together more than yes, any, there's yeah. not a Sunday where I'm not leaving the church and I don't see two of them out in the parking lot still, still having a conversation yeah, with I each know. other and service ended an hour ago. Yeah. You know, right. um, two women that didn't have anyone are now sisters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they walk in together. I just saw yesterday morning walking in people of, of different skin color that had hands held at the other was they had each other's babies <laughs> coming in. Yeah. It looked like a, like a row of ducks walking in between <laughs> yeah. behind two mama ducks. Yep. And uh, I greet them every Sunday by saying, there's super mom. How's it going super mom? And I high five them, give them a hug that yeah. like literally the, I think what people, you know, I, I would be ashamed to be a single mom. Like, no, you are a hero. Yep. And, and there isn't a person I know that doesn't respect the crap out of right. that, that courageous choice to be a mom. Yeah. And this place celebrates that there isn't shame here. There's help here. There's love here. There's community here. Yep. So that'd be my thought is like, let us know and we yeah. will get to work on your behalf to get you what you need. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we got a couple more minutes left. If there's anything that you feel like we haven't addressed yet that you guys would like to address, everybody's looking at Melanie that's in the room right now. Yeah, I, I would just that encourage this. I, you know, the reason for this podcast is to have a little bit more heart, a little bit more head yep. talk than we could yesterday in the time allowed. Yeah. But I, I would say this, it really comes back to um, this, this Prop 3 proposal. I would yeah. really encourage, I, I would encourage you to read the language. I would encourage you to read somebody who says this is what it says that would lead in one way. And this is what it says that leans the other way. So, yeah. uh, uh, I, because I, I don't, I don't want you to be indoctrinated. I never want that. I want you to be educated. Yep. If I'm lying, then let me know I'm lying. Mm -hmm. Right. But the the language is vague, uh, according to everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> it does change all previous law. It does remove parental consent. It does remove every every other law concerning this is gone. So partial birth abortion is back, et cetera. You say, well, that's not specifically in the language. It says that the state can regulate after a certain season of sure. viability. Well, here's the problem. They say, that if you read further, in the small print underneath the proposal to be on the ballot, viability is determined as when the child can exist without any extraordinary means outside the womb. So it's not 24 weeks, as, as the, the Casey case in the Supreme Court judged on. It's not that. It's, it's literally a, a premature baby, one month premature can be can be aborted and it says the other clauses unless it's for the health of the mother and it includes physical and mental health so having this pregnancy having this child causes me anxiety well i don't know a mother that doesn't have anxiety about about the birthing <laughs> process or being a mother yeah so it literally legalizes abortion up to the minute of of delivery and in some cases beyond because of the abortion is done poorly the child survives the procedure It'll be left on a steel tray to die without any assistance medically, and no one has broken a law. Um, the fact that parental rights are severed, that 13-year-olds can be led by a counselor, because that is an existing law. A counselor with, cannot do that, a school counselor, um, a, a pastor, wh whomever, a care worker. The fact that it says health worker, not physician. Health worker, well, legally, and I, I know what I'm saying, but legally, an acupuncturist is a health worker. A massage therapist is a health worker. And no one's suggesting that massage therapists are going to start doing abortions. Right. But again, the language is so vague, it, it gets rid of all regulation and inspections for healthcare facilities that provide abortions. It replaces all of those laws. It is, it is a gross overreach with broad language 
that will be constitutional in our state will be extraordinarily difficult to change. So this was their one opportunity, the outrage of Roe versus Wade being overturned by the federal court, sending it back to the state. So what happens if, if this is voted down? If this gets voted down, then the legislature, the people we voted for, will have the right to decide. There'll be a bill that's put there. It'll be voted on multiple bills for multiple issues. This supersedes all of that process, all of that public debate, and we'll become a state that has the most liberal abortion laws on the books because there will be no laws against any of this. Um, so I, I am very concerned. So I, I would, we should get to, we should have an argument. We should have a debate about the life of the mother, uh, rape, incest. We should, we should have that argument. It's, it won't be had. It's, that is the cause that the 3% that is causing the 97% to be legalized. And I, I am, I am strongly opposed to the bill. Please, please, please read, educate yourself. And when you see what there is to see, nobody in good conscience could say this is the right decision for Michigan. Yeah. Um, I think we'll kind of leave it at that, Melanie. I, I'm, I'm going to leave the church's contact information. Obviously, if somebody wants to get a hold of either of you, mm -hmm. I would assume you're both available to have that extra conversation. Absolutely. Okay, so if you want to just email the church, office at freedomcenter.church, you can also give us a phone call at 810-629-5261. We will get you in contact with Melanie or Pastor Jim, or if for some reason you want to talk to me, I don't know why you would, but um, we will get you to the right person to have a more of an in-depth conversation if it's something that you're wanting to talk about. I hope you know that we are um, we're very passionate about this topic and we care we care deeply about life. We believe that it yeah. is a miracle, and we believe that it is to be protected at whatever cost it can be protected. So. Melanie, thanks again for yeah. taking yeah, some time to hang out with, with us. Pastor, as always, thanks. And um, I don't know if we'll do another one of these or whatever, but we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll, we'll see, see you the phone rings, next right? Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Pastor did uh, several times allude to this Sunday's service. If you're looking for it, it's just called Through the Ages 3 on the podcast, on YouTube, uh, on our app, anywhere that you would look for it. That's the message. If you want, if you want to listen to that, if somehow you got this podcast before you got that message, highly would encourage you to go back and listen to that and listen to everything that he said, and then go from there. Um, the vote's coming up in November, so do your research, pray about it, listen to everything that you can from people that you trust, and uh, we will go from there. So be blessed, have a great day, and we will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.